Hello, before the episode begins, this is just editing Amanda here, just to say that I am so sorry and that I want to apologize because the audio quality of this episode is not up to our usual standard. While I was editing, the audio files got corrupted and I unfortunately was not able to salvage the original audio files. So the podcast today is going to sound a bit off, sort of like we're speaking in a clipped fashion. And again, I am so sorry about this. I did learn a huge lesson about, you know, editing audio files and everything in this. So rest assured, this will definitely not happen again. And if this is your first time tuning into the mother-daughter Disney podcast. Again, I promise all of our other previous episodes and our future episodes will not, will have much better audio quality. <laughs> so rest assured, this will not happen again. But again, I am so sorry. Thank you so much for understanding. And again, I just apologize about the, the poor audio quality in this one. So, all right, on to Yakin Yeti. mother-daughter Disney podcast. I'm here with my very lovely mother. Hi there. I'm Jeanette. Yeah, and today we're going to be going over one of our favorite restaurants in Walt Disney World. We're doing another restaurant deep dive. So this is everything to know about Yak and Yeti restaurant. And we kind of picked this one because it's one of our favorites to go to overall, I would say. We don't really go there every single time because right. we don't tend to do dinners in Animal Kingdom. Given you can do lunch at Yak and Yeti as well. So maybe one day we'll do lunches. At we Yak used to do lunches when you were younger. We used to go in for lunch. Yeah. So we'd have some place to go and stop and be out of the heat and stuff but being that we don't do lunch now we haven't done it as often yeah because now we tend to do breakfast and dinner and we tend to just snack during the day so we don't always do lunch but yeah one day we'll have to do lunch we don't always do dinner in animal kingdom but we have recently and we still love yak and yeti still definitely a fan favorite (laughs) so we're going to be going over yeah just some some of the details the background the history and the menu for yak and yeti so i'm super excited for this one i will also have my links in the description as well so if you want to go to the actual yak and yeti restaurant see the menu on you know disney's actual website those will be in the link so definitely check those out as well. And again, just a disclaimer, this is just me doing fun research on Google. <laughs> so if I'm missing anything, if you're noticing, it's like, well, why didn't you talk about A, B, and C? Again, you know, I'm just an amateur podcaster here. So thank you for the grace. <laughs> and again, let us know, you know, anything that we do miss on our Instagram. We are Spaceship Earth Design everywhere. As of right now, if we rebrand in the future, I will make sure all of our links are updated. All right. So let's start. Where is it located? It is located in the Asian section of Disney's Animal Kingdom. The short description that Disney provides says, Travelers can relax and replenish with a pan-Asian feast in this beautiful Nepal, Nepalese. Nepalese. In this yeah. beautiful Nepalese style restaurant. And then they also have a longer description. I will just read the first paragraph of that longer description. It says, discover exciting pan-Asian cuisine at a quaint village home that's being transformed into a restaurant. At the base of Expedition Everest sits Yak and Yeti restaurant, a table service eatery serving delicious dishes from various regions across Asia. Decorated with the proprietor's collection of Southeast Asian artifacts, this eclectic eatery offers a menu of sweet and sour chicken, ahi tuna, nachos, or hot stickers, and Kobe beef burgers. Vegetarian options abound as a do kid friendly choices like cheeseburgers and mac and cheese. <laughs> so yeah, something we, for everybody. I know right, we'll get into the menu in just a little bit, but yeah, that's a good to note though that if you have kids who maybe again don't like Asian food, this is still a great place to take them because the kids, if they only eat American food, they can still get American food and then you can still get the yummy Asian food if you so wish. So all right, a little bit of history and background on the restaurant. It opened on November 14th, 2007, and it had a two-day refurbishment on July 20th and July 21st. 
2017. So this is a bit of a timely episode actually mm. coming out that has been a few years since its refurbishment. But other than that, it's been open basically every single day since it was since November 14th, which is kind of crazy. I also didn't realize how, I guess, recent it opened. I thought it was in the park much longer than 2007, but I guess that makes sense. The park opened in 1998 and then almost oh, 20... Oh, yeah, yeah, because it wasn't there at the 20, beginning. 10 years right. later. Yeah, so then, uh, you know, just less than 10 years later, Yak and Yeti actually opened. The restaurant itself is actually owned by Landry's and they also own the Rainforest Cafe and the T-Rex Cafe. There is a Rainforest Cafe also in Animal Kingdom that's sort of at the front of the park and there's another Rainforest Cafe in Disney Springs and T-Rex Cafe is also in Disney Springs. Now, because it is owned by Landry's, there is no specific allergy-free menu like the other Disney restaurants have. That's not to say that they are not accommodating if you have dietary needs or any allergies. The chefs will be, you know, more than willing to accommodate for you. But it just means that all of the other Disney restaurants have like specific physical menus that you can hold that are for allergy-free. And this one doesn't because it doesn't have to, you know, apply by all of the, the Disney standards. Begin rest assured, you can still eat there if you have any allergy. Uh, something else I also found too is that all the artifacts on display in Yak and Yeti are authentic to their native regions. So when you walk around the restaurant, you will notice a lot of really interesting, again, mm. art, literally just artifacts just all around the restaurant. And again, they're all our native. They're all brought back from Asia, from the various parts of Asia, which is pretty cool to see. So it's kind of almost like a museum in that in that aspect. So Yak and Yeti actually has their own restaurant. Like literally, it's just yakandyetirestaurant.com if you just go to that. And this re- this website is owned by Landry. So this is like the Landry's website for Yak and Yeti. And then Disney also has their own website for Yak and Yeti as well, like on the regular Disney website. So here as well, they have that same little like long description that Disney also has. And then they ha- kind of have a little bit more into the background of like what the restaurant is supposed to be. So from the Yak and Yeti restaurant, it says, here in the town of Anadapur lives a rich merchant, Arjun, who has fallen on hard times and has turned his large home into the Yak and Yeti Hotel. The hotel is the kind of a boutique hotel that wealthier adventure travelers might seek out in India. While travelers rest at the hotel, the owner and other families reside there. The decor as well as the furniture at Yak and Yeti is an amalgamation of mismatched artifacts Arjun has collected through his years of travel in Southeast. In the center of the hotel is the full-service Yak and Yeti restaurant, which features local pan-Asian cuisine. The sights, sounds, aromas, and energy in the courtyard are a beacon for for villagers eager to meet, eat, and socialize as they move there as they move throughout their day, and for travelers moving to and from their adventures. Local families have built up warangs or food stands around the hotel. These quick service restaurants or local food cafes feature Asian Asian cuisine that guests can enjoy in the exterior courtyard. All told, the mystical town of Andadapur is alive and vibrant, full of color and sound. The bustling Yakin Yeti restaurant, local food cafes, and the and the Bakapur market are bursting with people, goods, and interesting aromas. It is a place both familiar and unusual, a place for family and friends, tourists, and adventures. Above all, it is a place to immerse yourself in a culture that is mysterious, exotic, exotic, and exciting. And then the last little paragraph here says, an expat couple from Australia runs the quality beverages stand. Your guests can select refreshing Asian beers and other drinks while they prepare for the day's adventures. Other locals, including an expat German Himalayan hiker and Everest guide, sell articles along the along the outside edge of the courtyard at the Buko, at the Bakupur markets, featuring riches from far off lands. The market offers travelers a chance to purchase treasures, artifacts, and other exotic items from the Far East on their way to the Everest Parvada, the top of the world. So I thought this was really interesting because it's basically the whole background and history for that entire yeah, area. I even which, thought about that when we go there. Yeah, which it's I never immersive. Yeah, it's like I never <laughs> fully thought about that. But like now then when you think of that area, I realize if you've not been to Animal Kingdom right mm-hmm. now, it's a bit arbitrary here. But if you have walked through the area before and you read that description, it's like, wow, it all makes sense how this is a little community that they've created all based around Yak right. and Yeti, the restaurant, the local cafes, even like the little stands that are all up, mm-hmm. like it all makes sense. And as it should be, I mean, like that's what Disney right. is really known for. There's a story behind for. everything. 
yeah, it's like the whole immersive land that's there has a whole backstory, which I really love. So yeah, so that's really cool. So I thought that was kind of fun. Again, I'll have that linked also below if you want to go read about the Yak and Yeti restaurant in any more depth. All right, so what kind of restaurant is it? So as we said, it serves lunch and dinner, serving Pan-Asian cuisine. And again, they also have that American food in the kind of like a children's menu as well. So do not worry if you have someone in your family who does not really like Asian food, there's still American food on the menu to, to be had. And I'm sure too, you can customize any dish to your dietary needs. So if you, you know, if you require something or, you know, want to add something to it i'm sure they would be able to do that for lunch they serve 10 30 a.m to 4 40 p.m and dinner is 4 45 p.m to 6 50 p.m you may be wondering why does the restaurant close so early and that is because animal kingdom typically closes pretty early basically right. by sundown that is when animal kingdom closes which in a way is kind of sad because yakin yeti is such a good restaurant that you can't go there for like a late night dinner or anything like that but just the way the parks work it's also funny too that there's technically five minutes between lunch and dinner when right. he serves <laughs> like i don't know why i don't think the restaurant closes in between lunch yeah, and dinner. I don't think so either. They just changed all the menus out. Yeah, just officially. Well, that's the thing too. When we get to the menu, you'll see the lunch and dinner menu are exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah, when so I compared I them, I understand why they. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really see many discrepancies. Maybe so. just for reservation wise. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Like just for the reservations that if you're making a lunch reservation first, a dinner mm -hmm. reservation. I also want to point out too that there is a Yak and Yeti local food cafe that is outside of the actual restaurant. And this is a quick service version of the restaurant. I'm not going to go over their menu. They have a much smaller trimmed down version of the Yak and Yeti menu. But if you don't, if you couldn't get a reservation, for instance, at Yak and Yeti, or you just don't want to go to sit down restaurant, just get something quick. You can go to that quick service, get very similar food. And they have kind of an outdoor courtyard that you can kind of right. sit at We've that I kind that. of alluded to before nice. yeah so it is pretty it is pretty nice so all right the average price point for the lunch menu and the dinner menu it is two dollar signs <laughs> and it says according to disney it ranges from 15 dollars to 34.99 per adults and annual pass holders receive a 10 percent off discount i saw online as well that dvc members also receive a 10 percent off discount but that was actually not on disney's official website i'm not oh. really sure why it's not on the official website but i saw that elsewhere so i'm assuming if you were also a dvc VC member, you should also get 10% off. But again, when you go there, just ask, are there any discounts and your server will be able to tell you. Mm -hmm. But 10% off is on the actual Disney website for annual pass holders. Okay. So if you're in your pass holder, you should be able to get the 10% off. Are reservations required? Yes, you, you should definitely get a reservation. I would say this restaurant sometimes is easier to get a reservation than others, depending upon what time of day you're going. Again, if you're going for that lunch hour right. or some kind of like early dinner hour or something like that, I would say if you're going for that more traditional dinner hour, like the 6.50, you know, you want to be like the last table. I would say that those ones a bit trickier to get yeah, if you want to go, fa go faster because yeah because then you're in the park at night yes. yeah because then you're also in the park at night and again the park will close and if you're still eating you can still like meander through mm -hmm. the park at oh. evening which is actually kind of fun that's what we did last time which was really cool because then you're in the park technically after hours everyone's just slowly filing out but you can get some really cool photos of the overall areas at night with really no one there which is you know sometimes what you really want is just to take cool photos so and is the restaurant on the disney dining plan it is it is one table credit sir one table service credit per person so with the new Disney dining plans that are launching next year in 2024, you can come here on the Disney dining plan. All right. So now we are to the fun part, which is the menu. We all love the menu here. All right. So again, I'm only going to go through the dinner menu because the dinner menu and the lunch menu are virtually the same. I really did not find any discrepancies between the two. I'm not sure if there are any discrepancies. If you've noticed any differences, let us know. I would love to know because I wasn't really noticing anything, at least on the official Disney website. Maybe there's something on like the Yak and Yeti website that I, I missed. But yeah, but we're going to go through the menu now. We'll say the items that we've had in the past that we really liked and also go over some of like the famous items that a lot of people tend to 
like. And I will always go over the lowest price item and the highest price item in each section. Since if we were just reading the, the prices and the items, I feel like that'd be quite long. So, yes. all right. So for small plates, we have the Bang Bang Calamari, the Wok Fried Green Beans, the Firecracker Shrimp, the Pork Pot Stickers, and the Pork Egg Rolls. And these all range from $12.99, which is the Pot Stickers, the Egg Rolls, and the Green Beans, to $15.99, which is the Calamari. I think at one point or another, somebody's had every one of those. Yeah, I think we've had all of these before. So Yes, and, and they're all good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're all great. You may be noticing only one of these is vegetarian now. Um, I will say I've only been vegetarian for seven years, and the restaurant's been open for longer than yeah. seven years. So I have had the Pork Pot Stickers before I went vegetarian, and they were they are phenomenal. Very good. Yes. It's like, I get like, them every time. Yeah, Pot Stickers is one of those things I do miss after going vegetarian, and theirs and the Cheesecake Factory also. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there are two great Pork Pot Stickers yes. that are out there that I no longer eat, but we would definitely recommend those too. But I think we have, have had the green beans as well. And they yes, we ordered them good. as a side dish on, on one of yeah. our Yeah, I will say like fried vegetables. Yeah, fried green beans sounds like it, whatever. But theirs are actually pretty good. Yes. I, my dad has had the bang bang calamari before mm -hmm. and I know he really liked that as well. Again, all the, all the small the egg plates rolls, are good. good. Yeah, so it's kind of funny as we go through, I feel like we'd be like, yep, we've eaten this. <laughs> yep, we've so, all that. <laughs> all right, so shareables, which is meant for two. We have the ahi tuna nachos, the Korean fried chicken, and the lettuce cup. And this ranges from the lettuce, or the Korean fried chicken is $16.99 and the ahi tuna nachos are $21.99. I don't know if we've, I've, I've never had any of this myself. No, I don't think we've had those. Yeah, none of us really eat ahi tuna, which is like a sushi, if you don't mm -hmm. know what that is. I'm sure that is great. That is one of their highlighted items that a lot of people online say that they really love. Right. So I would definitely recommend those if you're a big ahi tuna type of person. And just note, these are meant for two people technically. So I guess you could do it for one big meal if you're mm -hmm. just eating by yourself and you didn't want anything else that day. Or again, good things to share. So for soups and salads, we have the wonton soup, the house salad, the seared tuna salad, the chop chop chicken salad and the chop chop shrimp salad and these range from the wonton soup is $7.99 and the seared tuna salad is $23.99 so that's where those range from I think my dad's definitely had some of these he's before. had the salad yes yeah the, my dad's the, a the salad, tuna salad yes. yeah and I think has he had the wonton soup I feel like I've had the wonton maybe soup you've before had the wonton when I was a kid soup. yeah, yeah. Maybe when you I feel were like younger. I used to love wonton soup mm -hmm. when I was a kid again that has pork in it and chicken broth in it so today right. I would not eat those um but yeah when I was a kid though I'm pretty sure I've had their wonton soup which was good all right on to the noodles and bowls section. So here we have the dragon roll bowl, the lo mein shrimp, the vegetable lo mein, the roasted vegetable bowl, the lo mein chicken, there's a lo mein combo, and the Malaysian seafood curry. And these range in price from what is the lowest price? The vegetable lo mein is $21.49 and the Malaysian seafood curry is $35.99. So yeah, so we've definitely had the lo mein before. Lo mein, yes. Yeah, we all love lo mein, so mm -hmm. we're a big lo mein person. I've actually never had the roasted vegetable bowl, if I'm being honest, although no. it does sound quite good. It says it's oven roasted and Colby marinated vegetables served with a flavorful blend of white and red quinoa, brown rice, and vegan sriracha aioli. It does sound really good if I'm being honest. Mm, <laughs> to a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, but all of this sounds pretty good for the most part. But yeah, we're big lo mein people. We tend to get lo mein a lot. I feel like dad will also like that Malaysian seafood curry if he ever decided to get something like that because he likes both seafood and yeah. curry. <laughs> so, all right, in the specialties section, we have the miso salmon, the chicken tiki masala, the coconut shrimp, and the bok duck. Which ones have you had here. We've had the coconut shrimp and I know daddy's had the salmon. He loves salmon, salmon so he yeah. gets salmon in a lot of different restaurants so he's had that. Yeah I feel like I've had the, the shrimp too before yes. I went vegetarian as well. So I forgot to say the shrimp is $26.99 and the most expensive item here is the baka baktapur duck which is $37.99. Mm. But yeah none of us are really duck people. Not really big duck eaters. Yeah we're not big duck eaters. It says it's a roasted half duckling plum barbecue sauce jasmine rice and stir fried vegetables. I think uh, friends of us have gotten that. Yeah I was going to say yeah them, one of our like family duck, friends like um, that. Friends of ours that, that meet us 
they've had it. Yeah. In the wok section, we have Korean beef, honey chicken, and sweet and sour chicken. So the classic that I feel like everyone loves. The two chicken dishes here are $22.99 and the Korean beef is $24.49. Is that the thing? I think I had the Korean beef last time. I was going to say, is that what you A friend of ours had the the chicken. Yeah. um, The sweet and sour chicken. Yeah, for sure. Uh I feel like both of those would be very good. And again, like if you like Asian food, but you just like the regular Asian food, I feel like everyone loves sweet and sour chicken. It's like the most basic thing you can order at an Asian restaurant. So they do have sweet and sour and I've heard it's very good. I don't think I've ever had theirs. Well, the fun thing is, is that years ago when you were younger, they did not have an American menu. They they didn't know yet. So that's something to know. They did not have hamburgers and and French fries. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. So we used to we used to get the sweet and sour chicken and tell them to put the sauce on the side. Yeah. So really it was just fried chicken technically with mm-hmm. um, sauce on yeah the that's side. important thing to note that they have updated the menu over the years so yeah when we were younger it was strictly right, an asian menu and now asian. they've added a lot of other more american type food so for instance in our next section in the grilled section we have the kobe beef burger so again they did mm-hmm. not used to have a hamburger on right, the menu. now they have a regular hamburger they have barbecue ribs they have teriyaki chicken they have a soy herb glazed ribeye which is market price so I wonder how much that would be. Never that, no. <laughs> a Beyond Burger and Hibachi Steak and Shrimp. And this ranges in price from the lowest price is that Kobe Beef Burger, which is $24.49. And the highest price here is that Hibachi Steak and Shrimp, which is $37.99. However, I assume the ribeye could be more depending Probably upon more that, the market yeah. price. So it does not have the price here online. So yeah, so this section used to not exist back in the day, basically. No. And they have added that over the years, which is good because again, it makes the menu more versatile. It yes, makes it more appealing upgraded. to families, yes. especially large your families are getting family eaters just like you know just yeah just more versatile in that sense i have have a family of dual different people it's easier to go there yeah no for sure i have had their beyond burger as well which was also very good they make it a little bit differently it's kind of like a beyond burger with an asian twist Mm -hmm. so of course you have the plant-based burger patty pepper jack cheese arugula tomato asian pickles onions vegan sriracha mayo on a whole wheat bun with sweet potato fries and i think i substituted the sweet potato fries for regular fries although if i'm being honest when we get to the sides well, let's just go to the sides now. <laughs> so in the sides, they have house fried rice, chicken fried rice, steamed rice, jasmine or brown rice, sauteed baby bok choy, garlic noodles, coconut shrimp, and wok fried green beans. Green beans. Mm-hmm. So again, some of those small plate items can also be, you know, side portion if you just want a few for yourself. These range from price from the steamed rice at $7.49 to the house fried rice, which is 14 or $16.49. But their jasmine rice is so good. I've realized it's like you're paying $7.50 for like a bowl of rice, rice. which seems ridiculous ridiculous and don't get me wrong it is a bit ridiculous we're paying 750 for rice which like i mean like rice is like the cheapest thing in the world you well, so is make. pasta to tell you the truth yeah so, i mean you pay big bucks for a good dish of pasta you might as well pay for the good rice yeah but the, their jasmine rice really is some of the best jasmine rice i've ever had so i i think i got the french fries and the jasmine rice nice. with my burger last time just because i was kind of in the mood for the burger even though we went to an asian restaurant i got a burger however there's again the asian pickles and like the, the asianification of their burger was very good <laughs> so i did really enjoy it and i'm glad i did get that burger when we were there but, yeah, but that is the menu except for the desserts we'll get to the desserts in a second but oh wait let's do the kids menu real quick actually so in the kids entrees they have the cheeseburger a stir-fried noodles chicken fried rice mini corn dogs grilled chicken breast mac and cheese teriyaki chicken breast and chicken tenders and each of those kids entrees comes with two sides so they can either get carrot sticks fresh fruit a gogurt white rice applesauce corn steamed veggies brown rice and that comes with either milk or apple juice so that is what is on the children's menu right there so again very you know versatile family friendly if your kid actually likes asian food they can get stir fry noodles if they don't they can get chicken tenders right so lots of options there too for the children and the kids have two choices 
pieces of desserts go with their meal, either a chocolate pudding or a chocolate chip ice cream sandwich. And then let's get to my favorite part, which is the regular dessert. I will say I don't normally get desserts in restaurants like this because I will normally get desserts at the bakery or elsewhere in Disney right. World. So our friends, when we went last time, they got the fried wontons, which is skewers of fresh pineapple and cream cheese wontons, vanilla ice cream, and honey vanilla drizzle. They looked so good. I remember when. They looked very they pretty. Yes. Yeah, they looked. They did look very good. However, I didn't actually have one myself. I was saving for a Rice Krispie treat. So I didn't <laughs> of have this. Also on the dessert menu, they, oh, I forgot to say how much kids menu was. The kids menu all are $10.99 each. But yeah, all right. So for the dessert menu, so the fried wontons, they have a New York cheesecake. Che they have a New York cheesecake with mango and strawberry coolest and whipped topping, a pineapple upside down cake, a chocolate pudding cake, and a mango key lime cheesecake. So those all range in price from $12.99 to $13.99, which is the pineapple upside down cake. So very good tasty looking desserts if yeah, you want never to get dessert. Yeah, if you want to get dessert here, they have we lots usually of get options. At, I usually like to get the appetizer and the dinner because everything's so good. So by the time yeah. we get dessert, it's, you know. And then usually then we want to digest for like an right. hour or two and then we get dessert elsewhere. So just the way it ends up working out. However, again, I've heard the fried wontons, but then the skewers of fresh pineapple and cream cheese wontons are very good. So I would say I would recommend them just in case. All right. And then I, I didn't mention this before. They do have a bar in this restaurant. So if you do go in, they have a very, very small bar. It's like a bar for like five people. I kid you not. Right. <laughs> it's like it's very, very big chairs. Yeah. It's these massive chairs, chairs. for five like or six people at the massive, most. Massive like yeah. armchairs. So they, they don't really, getting in and out of them is very hard. But daddy and I have sat at the bar. Yeah. I've sat at the bar too, especially if you're like waiting for yes. your table or something like that. They do have that little mm -hmm. bar, but it is so funny though, because it is like the tiniest little bar ever. <laughs> and yeah, there's like no seating. But all that to say, because there's a bar, there are alcoholic beverages here. Mm -hmm. They do of course have non-alcoholic beverages. Like for instance, they do have a Yaki Yeti souvenir cup that comes basically with like a slushy inside of it. I guess you can get anything you really want inside of it if you mm -hmm. really wanted to, but there is a fun little souvenir cup if you like. And they do have a few other like mocktails, like frozen daiquiris or something like that, if you like a frozen daiquiri. But again, they also have their specialty cocktails. Some of them have funny names, or I shouldn't say funny names. Some of them have fun names. So I'll read some of the fun name ones. They have the Yak Attack, which I thought <laughs> sounded kind of fun. The Big Bamboo, the Kiwi Kimono, the South Seas Traveler. What's this one? The Tibetan Mule. <laughs> the Snap Decision. And yeah, those are some, oh, a key, the Kiwi Coconut Rita, which is also kind That's of That's a job I'd love to have. Come up with names for stuff. <laughs> I know, right? These all range in price from $14 to $15 as well. So what do you think is in some of these drinks? What do you think is in the Yak Attack? <laughs> Who knows? Vodka? Gin? No, it's mango, daiquiri, Don Q, crystal rum, and wildberry flavors. Oh, wow. I feel like that could sound good. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. The Kiwi Coconut Rita, of course, has coconut in it. It's Milagro Silver Tequila, Control Orange Liqueur, Fresh Kiwi, Sweet and Sour, and Cocoa Real Creme. Of yeah, they all sound good, but that's another heavy thing to have when you're having heavy food. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, I guess if you just want to go for drinks or something like that. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of fun drinks here. I would say if you want to get like a fun cocktail, they of course also have beers as well. They do have beers from Asia if you want to get a beer from Asia, which is, you know, a fun yeah, thing Daddy to do. Daddy usually gets the, the country beer when yeah. you Yeah, and of course, someplace. it's not an Asian restaurant if you don't have sake. So there's a mm. wine and sake menu as well if you want to get some sake. I have never in my life had sake before. I have. But... It's, like it's like drinking yeah. like grain alcohol. Yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I know what it is. I've just never had it to the point where my friend, she got me sake glasses, like the special glasses Little that glasses, sake is yeah. served in, which I thought was so funny because I was like, at that point, I didn't drink at all. And I was like, girl, like, what is this? Yeah. And she was like, I just thought the glasses were so cute and I want you to have them. And I was they like, are. okay, thanks. So I still have them because they're cute little, they're cute little cups, <laughs> but I don't use them for anything. They literally just sit in the pantry because I don't, I don't drink sake and I don't do shots or anything like that. So, but yeah, that, that is the whole menu for the Yakin Yeti restaurant. So yeah, we're big fans of the Yakin Yeti restaurant. I feel like we've gone over all the food that we really liked. 
condemning you for being honest. Yes, it's very few. <laughs> the only thing we didn't like is stuff we didn't try. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. So we'll definitely have to go back there. I would recommend this restaurant. That's why I wanted to do this little deep dive into this restaurant as our as our next restaurant. I also realized too before because our first restaurant was Steakhouse 71. I picked a restaurant that was like not in the Disney parks. It was at a Disney resort. And I was like, oh, I guess we should do one in the parks this time. So yeah, so of course we're going to do an Asian restaurant. If you listen to other podcast episodes, you'll know that me and my mom are both big fans of Asian, Asian style food. food. Yes. Especially my mom. She loves Marimoto Asia, which is in oh, Disney yes. Springs. Love their ribs. Yeah. I go there specifically just for their ribs. Yeah, for sure. So and I guess it's a good thing that Marimoto is not in Animal Kingdom or else mm-hmm. it'd be inconvenient for us to try to get to Marimoto. So right. that, yeah, that one's in Disney Springs. So yeah, so you do need a park ticket and a park reservation to go to Yakinyeti restaurant. And again, I would recommend getting that reservation to make sure that you have a table to sit at. I can't remember off the top of my head if this is like you have to have a reservation or if yes. you can just walk up. Uh, well, they usually don't have any room. We've yeah, tried once say, or twice yeah. to walk up and ask if they had tables and the answer was no. Yeah, I didn't think so. You can also make reservations through Landry's. You do not have to go through oh, the yeah, Disney. You, can do that too. Um, you do not have to go through the Disney system to wait for your reservations. If you belong to the Landry Select Club, if you join up with the Landry Select Club, yeah. then you can call through. You can go through your account in Landry's and make make reservation. And if you go through Landry's, you get points every time you use your Landry's card at a Landry's restaurant. And then you can use those points for uh, rewards. And when you sign up, you get a twenty five dollar. Well, uh, is that still the case? Like gift certificate. It was originally. I don't know if. But it that still was does that was now. years ago though. So it was last year. So oh, that was last year. Yeah, it was okay. just last year. I think they may still do it. If yeah. you look on Landry's website, yeah, I would just double check to just to make sure. Yeah, so. but uh, there are benefits to being part of the Landry's Club if you're going to go there on a regular basis. Yeah, for sure. And again, Rainforest Cafe and the T Rex mm-hmm. Cafe it's is on also that. And then there's a whole that. other slew of restaurants. Yeah, that but are I just on mean there. in Disney World. Yes. At least there's three restaurants in mm-hmm. Disney World that you can go to on go your to. Landry's account if right. you so wish. So, and we like Rainforest Cafe. We have never been to T Rex Cafe. No, I would love to go to T Rex Cafe, but no one my family is like, yeah, maybe. Not. Not <laughs> when you're in Disney Springs, you have better restaurants, yeah, restaurants to pick from. To We're not T-Rex. going to T-Rex Cafe, but I would love to go to T-Rex Cafe <laughs> one day. So maybe one day I'll, I'll convince everyone to go or I'll just drag my partner there. Although he's not a big, I don't think he's a big dinosaur person. I don't think it's, I don't even think it matters that the dinosaurs are around. I think it's just that it's a very loud, even Rainforest Cafe, when you're sitting yeah, in the dining room, restaurant. it's a very loud restaurant. Yeah. Lots of kids, lots of noise, lots of stuff. I don't know if I want to hear dinosaurs roaring all the time. I know, but it looks so cool though to see all the dinosaurs. I think we have to go in just so I can take photos of the dinosaurs. Sure. next time or something for like Instagram. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that was our, our Yak and Yeti little deep dive right there. Everything to know about Yak and Yeti. So we will transition into some Disney news now. So I have a little bit of Disney news here. I will say we are pre-recording our episodes a little bit. So our next episode will have other Disney news. So if I'm not including everything that like came out the last week, it's just going to be next week's episode. So sorry about that. All right, the first up is that there are new select buses that will be transporting guests from the Disney resorts directly to Typhoon Lagoon, which is kind of exciting if you're going to Typhoon Lagoon. Normally you have to take a transport bus at Animal Kingdom. So you would get on the bus from your resort to Animal Kingdom, then get on another bus in Animal Kingdom and take you to Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah, so there are always direct buses to Blizzard Beach, but not Typhoon Lagoon. So yeah, just for the summer right now, they're doing select buses at certain resorts straight to Typhoon Lagoon, which is good because I've heard Typhoon Lagoon is a great water park, honestly. Mm -hmm. We've never been to any of the water parks in Disney, but I have heard from other podcasts, I won't say who, that Typhoon Lagoon is better than Blizzard Beach and that they preferred it over Blizzard Beach. So maybe 
maybe one day. I also think too the Lazy River in Typhoon Lagoon has been consistently rated one of the best lazy rivers in all of the US by multiple mm. magazines. So again, it's not always like number one necessarily, but it's often in like the top five picks for a lot of magazines throughout the years. So I think that'd be cool too, maybe one day to see the Typhoon Lagoon Lazy River or something. So Disneyland Paris has announced their annual pass program. They will have three tiers, a bronze, silver, and gold tier. So if you are a Disneyland Paris local, I know we have one listener who lives in the UK. So I see you in the UK. So I know there's someone in the UK. But yeah, if you're, if you're going to Disneyland Paris, they are going to have an annual pass program, which is pretty exciting. They haven't had one, I think, since before COVID at the very least. Okay. So yeah, so make sure you, you definitely check out the bronze, silver, and gold packages that you can get. Haunted Mansion and Magic Kingdom will be closed in August for a small refurbishment. And people are all assuming this is when they're going to add the Hatbox Ghosts into Haunted Mansion. So as of right now, the Hatbox Ghosts, I'm pretty sure, is only in the Disneyland version in Anaheim, California. There are versions of the Hatbox Ghosts in other versions of Haunted Mansion, but because the storyline of those ones are slightly different than the two in America, I think the Hatbox Ghosts represents like different characters technically. But yeah, but everyone thinks that this refurbishment in August is them going to be adding this new character. It was kind of exciting. So it'll be fun to see him. It didn't say for how long the refurbishment was going to be down or like how long it'll take. It just said in August. So Merida's meet and greet location in Magic Kingdom has officially been moved to Liberty Square. She had been in the fairy tale gardens for years now, honestly. And there has been no announcement of who is going to replace her at fairy tale gardens next. The rumors all point to Moana. So mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense. Moana would be the one to replace her there. But yeah, but you can still meet Merida. It was literally a seamless transition. Like one day she was at fairy tale gardens and the next day she was in Liberty Square. <laughs> so you can still go meet Merida if you'd like to. And yeah, I'm assuming Moana is going to be taking up the, the spot at fairy tale gardens. I guess we will see though. Maybe they'll like transition different princesses in and out though. So I'm not really sure. Also I realized too, it kind of sucks that Merida and Tiana like are outside princesses to go meet and greet because some of the other princesses all have indoor meet and greets right. and theirs are outdoors. <laughs> so that kind of sucks, but you know. All right, for annual pass holders, you can now get the Spike the Bee Sipper at Animal Kingdom at Harambe Market or Terror Treats until the end of July. So right now, make sure you go over to Animal Kingdom at Harambe Market or Terror Treats, get your Spike the Bee little sipper, and then go to Yak and Yeti afterwards with your Spike the Bee Sipper. We are not really into the, the sippers or like the popcorn buckets or anything like that. No. I think they're all super cute, but yeah, I've just never been into them. Honestly, one of the big questions I've always had is where do you store these items when you get uh, home? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no. I just don't know. <laughs> it's like, where would you put these items? Like some of these popcorn buckets are so big and like so intricate that it's like, mm -hmm. it's so cute. But unless I was going to display it somewhere, I'm like, where would this fit in the cabinet? I'm right. not really, really sure. Don't need it. Yeah. So, all right. The Swan and Dolphin Resorts have announced recently a new discount program for Florida residents and annual pass holders. So if you're a Florida resident or annual pass holder, you can receive up to 30% off certain rooms at the Swan and Dolphin. Swan and Dolphin are not technically official Disney resorts. They are and they aren't. They're like two very unique resorts in that sense. They are owned by Marriott, right? Right. They neighbor hotel. Yeah. So they are owned by Marriott, but they get a lot of perks of the regular Disney resorts, but then they also lack perks of the regular Disney resorts. So it's kind of like a weird in-between stepping stone. But yeah, but this is the first time that they're doing some big discounts for annual pass holders at the very least. All right. And our last little bit of Disney news in this podcast episode is that there is a spiked caramel flight in the Germany pavilion that is featuring four chocolate treats. So kind of like chocolate truffles of strawberry, lemon drop, espresso martini, and Bahama Mama. That's what the four of them called. And they all feature alcohol. You do need to be, of course, 21 and over to purchase these spiked chocolate treats. But I just thought it was so funny because I feel like there are so many flights now in Disney World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there are I flights know. for everything. There's like, Dole Whip lights that's and the same cookie there's, flights. And yeah, there's flight, Dole Whip flights. Drink flights. and Yeah, there's flights for everything. So it's so funny how flights are really making the rounds all around like well, Disney World. They realize that people want to have a taste of everything. You yeah. know, that's the problem. There's so much to pick from that you kind of get overwhelmed and don't know what to have. So mm -hmm. if you can get a flight and taste three or four things instead of just tasting one, it, you know, yeah, for it's, sure. it's really great. 
treat. And it's funny because in any other normal like thing, these four chocolate treats would just be a little box of chocolate. But of course, because they have alcohol in them, they're calling them like a little plate of chocolate. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> normally that would just be a little box of Yeah, it would just be a box of truffles. But of course, now it's a flight because there's alcohol. So. But yeah, so if you're interested in those, they do look really cute. I'm not a huge alcohol drinker myself, so I feel like I probably wouldn't really get them myself, but they do look really cute. All right, and on to our next section, which is Disney birthdays. We have one Disney birthday this week, which is on July 19th is Cassie Lang's birthday. So happy birthday to Cassie Lang. I can see my mom's face. She has no idea who Cassie Lang is. I feel like she's a very niche character. She is from the Marvel series. Okay, so. no wonder I don't know. Is that limited okay. down at all? No. She is from the Ant-Man and the Wasp series. Okay, I've seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, so she is Scott Lang's daughter. Okay. And I feel like she's going to become a bigger character in the future, like after you've seen some of the other Ant-Man. And like, I actually haven't seen Quantumanium as of right now. I know what happens in the movie though. So I wonder if she'll become a bigger character down the road or something like that, or what will happen to her. But yeah, happy birthday to Cassie on July 19th. All right, and that brings us to our final segment of the podcast, our Disney memory. So do you have a Disney memory for today? (laughs) Oh yeah, well, the memory is something technically the that you mentioned friend of mine i had uh, went down with her down to florida we went over to animal kingdom to go on the safari and we made yeah. reservations at yak and yeti to have dinner and we did have one of the last tables so we came out of yak and yeti there were still a few people left in the restaurant we weren't the last ones out of the restaurant we came out of yak and yeti and we walked down the walkway to go towards the front gate and there was nobody in the park I mean, it was the, I had never been in a park where it was completely empty. Other than the people, I guess, that were back in the restaurant and they weren't coming out yet. We were the only two people walking in the park. And when we got down to Harambe Square, there was a security guard dancing to the music. He was just having himself a good old time, just dancing around Harambe Square to the music. And he saw us and he was like in a good mood, wanted us to dance Mm -hmm. with them, whatever. We kind of just hung out with him a little bit and then kept on going. But that was my memory of going to Animal Kingdom like late at night and coming out and being there by ourselves it was yeah, the eeriest sure. feeling no it is and it's funny too because it's really not even that late like in the day no. because again animal kingdom mm-hmm. closes the earliest out of mm-hmm. any of the disney parks so it is kind of cool to be there at night mm-hmm. so that was the same memory for me so only once i've been there when we went together with the same family friends actually but yeah but we went there in the evening time so when we came out we actually left we went there specifically in the evening so we could see pandora at nighttime because at that point we had not seen i had not seen at least pandora at night and if you don't know pandora has a lot of bioluminescent lights in it so at night it very much glows up like glows all around you similar to how it looks in the movies so mm-hmm. it really is immersive in that sense it was great to see yeah but it was yeah. just really cool to be like my mom just said that to be in the park kind of after hours a little yes. bit at night again we don't usually go to animal kingdom in the evening we usually tend to do mm-hmm. animal kingdom in the morning and then we park hop elsewhere or we just go elsewhere for the day or sometimes we do animal kingdom towards the end of the trip so we literally just go back to the hotel and just lay down for a few right. hours animal kingdom also we usually go in the morning because the safaris are usually better in the morning yeah, than they are in the, the safari, afternoon yeah. like that day when we went we hardly saw anything in the middle of the afternoon yeah for sure but um but Which it is, is fun opinions, to see but yeah. yeah but it is fun to see at night to, to walk through and when you come out of yak and yeti with all the flags and and things flying and the mm-hmm. light starting to go it is it, it's it's impressive yeah, to it's see it's so pretty it's, it's so beautiful there honestly so mm-hmm. but yeah it's so lovely to be in animal kingdom in a general sense it's such, just such a pretty park that's <laughs> yes, so relaxing one of my favorites but yeah but thanks so much for listening to the podcast today i really appreciate it make sure you follow us on social media we are currently spaceship earth design everywhere it will also be linked in our description below because again if we rebrand in the future i will make sure all the descriptions are still upgrade are still updated just in case make sure you give us a review on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, or wherever you are currently listening make sure you leave a comment and like the video if you're watching on youtube and because again you can listen to our podcast on all podcast platforms again including youtube as well 
And yeah, let us know what, what you think of Yakineti. Have you been there before? Are you now adding it to your list of places to go eat at? What's your favorite dish when you go to Yakineti's? I would love to hear it. So make sure you comment on our Instagram post. I will have a specific Instagram post for this episode up. Even if you're listening in the future, you can still scroll down and I'm sure find that post or again, leave a comment on our YouTube channel, which will probably be easier to find the podcast episode on the YouTube channel, depending upon how many episodes we have. Cause today is our, what's this episode? Our 17th episode today. Yeah, 17 episodes we've been doing this, which is wild. So does it feel like 17 episodes? quickly, no, I didn't realize it was 17 already. <laughs> our 17th episodes. So yeah, thank you again so much for listening and yeah, we'll, we'll see you real soon. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you.